Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Chicago Bulls lose at home to the Cleveland Cavaliers in a game where they really didn't show much of the heart and effort that has become the identifying factor of this team on the recent run. How much faith should the Chicago Bulls fans have lost in their team after this loss? We're going to talk about all and more, plus dive into the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, I want to be talking, I want to talk about uh, the Chicago Bulls lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is a game where it really just kind of comes down to a few things, really a few simple things. Bad effort, bad execution, bad shooting. That's it. Bad effort. As far as like the energy of the team, you could just tell this team for some reason, even though they've been at home, just did not have the energy. And that was the third game in four nights, things like that. So that may play a part in it. But overall, this team just did not have the effort. It just is what it is, right? And the Cleveland Cavaliers came in and, and their defensive plan was legit. I, and that's why I want to make sure I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going to talk about my team losing, but the Cleveland Cavaliers deserved and they won this game outright with the way that they played. And they had players step up at, at needed times with them losing their top three scores. And so when you have a team that <clears throat> it just has that great uh, execution plan, they're very confident in it. Max Strews has confidence out of this world because he didn't even really shoot the ball too efficiently, but he had a huge impact for the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, and they needed it. And so the Bulls, the, the, their defensive execution was lacking. Our offensive execution was lacking. We couldn't hit three-pointers to save our life. Kobe White went 0 of 8 from the three-point range, right? So those type of things were there, but it wasn't just like the Bulls were just missing shots just by the nature they were wide open. The Cleveland Cavaliers played really, really good defense. And like I said, the Cavs didn't shoot the ball too effectively either. 26% from three-point range and 44% from the field. When we look at the Chicago Bulls, we shot 43% from the field and 22% from three-point range. It came down to the offensive rebounding and the second chance points was a big reason why the Chicago Bulls lost, and that's another effort stat. And so... You know, when, when, when you lose on the effort type plays, the gritty stats is what I like to call them here, um, it, you're just not going to win the game. 30 second chance points for the Cleveland Cavaliers, only four for the Chicago Bulls. Keep in mind, coming into this game over the last 11 games, the Chicago Bulls have been second in second chance points per game. So it just, it, it wasn't there. Now the Bulls did push the break. We won the, the fast break battle 16 to six, but it just wasn't enough when you're not hitting your shots, when you're shooting the ball inefficiently. When, you're, when your top scores just don't quite have it, and the energy just wasn't there for the Chicago Bulls team. They got their asses kicked. But the, the question that's kind of now stemming from this is, what does this mean as far as the faith level and the, and the faith level that Bulls fans should have in their team? And so I want to look at it like this. Well, I also want to talk about one key rotation, just because so many people constantly ask about, what are the chances? Why don't we play Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond together? So they played two stints together. The first stint was only two minutes. And we were plus two. In that stint. Now, over the se the second stint was three minutes, and we were negative six in that. At the end of the day, the lack of spacing, lack of all, like everything, just you can't play Nikola Vucevic. 
and and uh, uh, Andre Drummond together. You can't. It's just it's not a good pairing. It's not good. It statistically is not good in any shape, form, or fashion. Stop asking for that. And hopefully this now shut. It probably won't because people just most people don't even watch the game. So with that said, um, but how much faith should this? How much should this affect our faith in the Chicago Bulls team? And so that's something I've kind of been thinking about since last night in the game. And the thing I just come back to it is is this. Every team has losses like this. Every single team has losses like this. And you're fooling yourself or you're a big casual fan if you think that even the best teams don't have games where they just lose just because they don't have energy. Now, that does not excuse it. This team needs to go to the drawing board and in their next shoot-around practice or whatever, need to figure out how to avoid this and, and, and stop this from being a consistent norm. But there's no reason to kind of completely change and flip. And that's what some Bulls fans do. Oh, I knew it was all fake. Oh, I knew it was all this. At the end of the day, this is something that is common in basketball. It's common in sports, right? And so that doesn't excuse it or make it or make it see that we should just be okay with this loss because everybody loses like this eventually. No, this loss sucked. But you also got to put it in the in the frame of reality. Every team loses some games like this. And unfortunately, you know, the Bulls with, with the team that's lost as much as they have lost over the last few years. Yes, we're in the, we are now eight and four over our last 12 winning streak overall, and that's really good. A great feeling there. Um but when it comes down to it, like, you're going to lose games like this. You're going to have games like this since how you bounce back from it. Now, if this becomes a consistent, we see the Bulls lose their next three games because of just playing lackadaisical, not having heart, not doing those type of things. That's when we need to start being worried. That's when. That's when it's time to start being a little concerned. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to, until I see otherwise, I'm going to trust that this team is going to get back to playing with that heart and execution because that's something that's really been the identifying factor for this team over this stretch of games. And we just didn't have it last night. And it's unfortunate that we didn't have it. Do, do we want to see it from our team? Absolutely, right? We would love to have that team that just comes with that edge every single night. And that's what we deserve. That's what we should see. That is what we should expect. But this loss yesterday against the Cleveland Cavaliers may be the needed wake-up call that this team needs to just remind them. You ain't, you ain't reached, no, you ain't accomplished much as shit yet. Yeah, you've gotten some wins, and it's good that you've gotten those wins. And the way you've gotten those wins, it's reinvigorated the whole entire fan base. And that, and that's a lot to be said. Kobe White's play over this stretch, all those things, that's all still legit. But hopefully this is a wake-up call to make them remember, hey, you, you're not, you, you ain't really done much of nothing yet in the grand scheme of things. You won a few games, right? And now that, like I said in yesterday's episode, about the expectations changing for this team, right? And that's where we kind of are now with this team is that the expectations are changing. Had we had a loss like this a month and a half ago, we would have been like, oh, yeah, that figures. The Bulls suck. But this loss hurts a little bit more now because of what we've been seeing and how we've been seeing this team execute over this stretch of games. And so hopefully they can get back to that. It sucked. It sucked. Like, it absolutely sucked. And this was a winnable game had they just came with the effort that we that we were used to doing. But like I said, don't want to take anything away from the Cleveland Cavaliers. They outplayed the Chicago Bulls last night. They were a better coach team. They had a better scheme. They were more confident in it. Even when the Bulls went on their runs, uh, they they stayed confident. You got players like uh, like Max Strew stepping up for 26 points to lead that team in scoring, right? You had uh, Wade on that team that stepped up really big defensively. He made some really big plays to Dean Wade in that game for them. And then uh, Porter, didn't even know who this guy was. Craig Porter Jr., I believe his name is. Didn't even know who he was uh, before yesterday's game. Not even going front on you. 19 points on 8 of 14 shooting. He stepped up big time for that Cleveland Cavaliers team as well. And that just is what it is. They, the, the, they were the better team last night. And it sucks to be able to say that, especially for a team that's our rivals like the Cleveland Cavaliers. I just hate in the city of Cleveland's a terrible-ass city. Uh, but, you know, when it comes down to it, they won, they earned that win, and they beat our asses yesterday. And that just is what it is. And how the Bulls respond to this now, you get some time off for the holiday, things like that, 
We're right back here Tuesday, the day after Christmas, and we're going to see how this team executes, performs, and plays. And hopefully they come back out and they remind everybody, even themselves, of how much better they are when they play with that heart and energy because that was surely lacking in yesterday's game. And I think also one thing that we also got to start looking at and talking about as well is that while I get it, uh, uh, um, Dalen Terry has given us some really good minutes, and I don't want to take away from that at all. 17 minutes, six points yesterday, one rebound, one steal. He led the bench in scoring all six of those points, I believe, came in the first half. But it may be time really for Billy Donovan to realize, hey, even if it's Terry Taylor, you're going to need some more rebounding out there. Like, I get it playing the Drummond and, and Boots lineup together just to see if what kind of wrinkles that opened up for you. But Julian Phillips is a, is a player that I think he, he needs to be playing. And either that or, or Terry Taylor to try to get some rebounds, some energy. They're both really energy guys at this point. So maybe we can see that a little bit down the road, maybe with some days off. Billy Donovan kind of evaluates that. But like I said, overall, tough loss uh, for the Chicago Bulls, a sucky loss. But listen, we're right back at it against Atlanta um, on Tuesday. And this is an opportunity for the Bulls to get back on track, create some more separation. Luckily, they lost yesterday, too. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with that when we do face them Tuesday. And then we got the Pacers Thursday and the Philadelphia 76ers um, Saturday to end this year off in 2023. Now, the Bulls, it's outside the the, the chance for the Bulls to now be back at 500 um, by uh, the, the end of the year. But that's that's all fine. We, our schedule eases up considerably after like January 5th, January 2nd, somewhere up in there. And so we're going to have a lot of winnable games on the schedule. But the Bulls got to get back to playing how they played over this stretch so that we can get back talking about a team that's playing with heart and that can, you know, knock out some of these teams. So that's kind of my thought process. That's my lasting thoughts leaving away from the game for those that want it or that it matters too. But let's go ahead and get into more important things are your thoughts, your ideas. And so it's mailbag day as it is Sunday, even though it's Christmas Eve. By the way, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays if for even those who don't celebrate Christmas. But this first voicemail, this one's from Reginald. Hey, hey, this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, I never uh, call me after a Bulls game because, you know, I'm all emotional. But uh, looking at this team or whether or not they should want Zach Levine back or whether or not that'd be a good idea uh, after this month, my answer is, or response to that is they should, but not in the role that he was when um, – he got hurt or when they, you know, told him not to come back. Uh, I think it would be best to have him come off the bench because we've seen that Root, Zach, and DeMar, without a long ball to coordinate them, doesn't work. Uh, I, I know he's not going to like that. I know he's going to hate that. He might even uh, kick up a fuss or probably will. But if it comes to winning, like that's, that's the only way it will work. Like You can have Zach and Root on the floor at the same time. You have DeMar and Root on the floor at the same time. You can't have all three. But um, I say this because you need that guy to give you that offense coming off the bench in the second or fourth quarter because a great coach knows how to make adjustments. We've seen that happen when uh, they went up against Denver, uh, San Antonio, Miami, where Folkster or Pop would just throw out a system and certain guys would get shut down. We saw them shut down Booch in Miami. So uh, we saw guys get into DeMar's spot and just say that and have them being flustered and having them having a bad night. So uh, I think the Bulls should let them be, come back, but only off the bench. And I think that shouldn't complain too much because I think that's the only way he gets moved before the trade deadline. Because right now, if the Bulls wanted to, they could just wait and say, we're not going to trade you until the off season where your value is going to be the highest. Because at this point, they're not; in, they don't need to be in a rush to make a move. 
they get more from them by waiting than by moving early. And we both know Ryan is always going to do what's best uh, for financial standpoint. Zach Levine coming off the bench. Now, here's something. I'm just going to be real with you. And I, and I understand what you're rooted in. So I'm not saying you're crazy for asking this or anything. But I don't see a world in which that happens. Now, the Bulls do have to ask themselves some tough or make some tough decisions in regards to what happens with Zach Levine. That 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 three to four week timeline is, is approaching real quick. And so the Bulls are going to have to really kind of make that decision here soon on what they're going to do with Zach Levine. Is there a trade out there? Are they going to push it till January 15th? Do they feel like they can execute without bringing him back? Do they feel like they need him bring him back to, to, to help his trade value? Some There's a lot of tough questions around there, but I don't think that it helps the, the Bulls or Zach Levine in anything in coming off the bench. Now, I understand where that's coming from. I just don't think that it's likely that Zach Levine uh, accepts coming off the bench. And you can say for that what, what, what you will. But now, as far as Zach Levine's value being the highest in the offseason, I don't necessarily believe that's true. Not with how things are trending now. If the Bulls keep playing like this, Without Zach Levine, and then even when Zach Levine comes back, if they struggle or if they play good, but Zach Levine isn't having the best performance, or if he's having big performances but the Bulls are losing, I think that still hurts Zach Levine's trade value. And like I said before, there's only one scenario, and when Zach Levine comes back, if he comes back to play for the Bulls, there's only one possible scenario that helps his trade value, that Zach Levine plays really well and the Chicago Bulls are winning over that stretch as well. Every other scenario is, is going to hurt Zach Levine's trade value. If Zach comes back and plays good, but the team loses, hurts his value. If Zach comes back, backs and play bad, but the team wins, hurts his value. If Zach comes back and the and the and and he doesn't really have an impact, right? And you kind of look at it like, yeah, well, yeah, he came back, but he really didn't experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty five thousand dollars, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill too much hurts his trade value right or let's say he gets hurt again hurts hurts his trade value so there are way more scenarios in which zach levine coming back could necessarily hurt it could hurt his trade value more than help it now that's not to say that the one scenario that that it helps his trade value isn't a reality and can't be possible because it can be possible but i just don't think his trade value is necessarily the highest in the offseason for the unique situation that zach levine is in yeah generally when you trade stars that you get more back in the offseason than what you do during the season. But with Zach Levine's unique situation with teams already doubting and questioning what his uh, impact on winning is, what his health is, think that it may be the opposite is true for Zach Levine. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong on that. We'll see once we get to that uh, trade or whatever happens towards the end of this season.
But let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Dave. Hey, this is the avid view of the YouTube channel, bro. Uh, the date is the 21st. And I just want to say it's kind of ironic that our Bulls did not start this win streak until less than a week after you went on your rant, man. I don't know if Mark or AK or uh, Gary heard it or Bubblegum chewing bitch-ass Billy Donovan <laughs> heard the rent or whatever it was, bro, I give you credit because not too long afterwards, we started winning. So sometimes it takes that light. We have to light that fire sometimes. Love the show, man. Take care. This is Dave. I, I doubt my rent had anything to do with it. I really do. Like, I would love to be able to say, yeah, Hayes went off and the Bulls started winning, but even it, like even me, I don't, I don't, I don't hold myself to that high of regard to think that my my rant, no matter how much notice and attention it got, woke anybody up. I would hope that it's their pride. I would hope that it was their desire uh, to go out there on the basketball court and give it all up. Right? That's what I hope that it was too. Because if a if a YouTuber like me in my own personal studio uh, is what it takes to get the Bulls riled up, hey man, that's that's a concern. So I'm not even going to say that. I'm just a passionate Bulls fan when it comes down to it. I love this team. I live this team, and I've done that for my whole entire life. And so that's all it is. I'm passionate and. Sometimes I, I, well, I hope that uh, even when my passion comes out, even if people don't agree, like I want to, I want to, I want to be the voice of the fans. And so, um, yeah, I know we were all frustrated at that time. And like, like I said, I doubt my rant had anything to do with it, but uh, it's, it's nice to think that, right? But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Cornelia. Hey, what's good? Hey, it's just Corn, man. Uh, let's just, uh, let's just get this out the way, King. Uh, bless you, see. Um, I'm tired of this after being trade talk shit. Um, I know it's content, I know it's news, I know, but some of me, just probably just me, just overthinking it, probably me just, you know, it, 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 it feels like this, this Zach Levine trade overshadowed what our baby bulls, like I said, what the baby bulls 2.0 is doing right now. Um, I ain't saying that you're doing it and other, you know, Chicago podcasters is doing it. I can say it's more of an old media thing that's, that's more concentrated on where the fuck Zach is going instead of how our Bulls has been playing these past 11 games when we're 8 and 11, you know, like, y'all talk about it. You know, I hear y'all, I hear the Cognac boys, I hear Pat, I hear y'all talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I hear y'all speak on it. But I know you was being sarcastic, you know. Most of the time, it's like, it, it, you said it, 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 this shit should become the Zach Levine trade show, you know. I know you was being sarcastic about it, but it's, it, at the same time, it's like, well, fuck, man, let's just get this motherfucker up out of here. At this point, nigga, I don't give a fuck where we send this motherfucker. I don't care. I don't care what we trade him for. I don't care. I just want him out at this point. So this distraction to just, you know, and we can just close this chapter finally on Zach Levine and get back to focusing on our young guns developing the way they should and the way they is. And um, that's all, man. And, uh, you know, like, I don't give a fuck right now if we trade motherfuckers Zach. For a motherfucker, pack of black and mouth and a fifth of Hennessy. <laughs> I don't care at this goddamn point. You know, just get this man up out of here. You know, just get him up out of here. I don't, I don't care which team he goes. You know, one day is this, one day is that. Next day, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Whoever gives us the best deal, I don't care where this man goes. Just let's just go ahead and just trade this motherfucker. Because like I said, it's becoming to me. It's becoming more of the story than our Chicago Bulls having this beautiful-ass run right now. And Kobe is having this beautiful-ass run. And Patrick 
is being aggressive and being like like I said, they are developing. And I'm gonna say something ain't nobody else really said, bro. Um, Acting was right, you know. They picked motherfucker Billy over that, and we saw why. Peace and love, hey. And I think Cornelius is saying what a lot of Bulls fans feel, whether they know how to kind of uh, bring it together. Now, now, and like you said, I don't want the Bulls to just make a trade just to get Zach out of here, just to get it done and over. I want them to make the right trade. But yeah, tired of the Zach Levine trade saga, like it is tired. It is exhausting because it is, in a way, overshadowing what the Chicago Bulls are doing. Now, I will say this. There are more and more people that are that are jumping on Kobe White and the fact that he's 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 a player that deserves more talk out. There's a whole article in Bleach Report on it on why uh, Kobe White is one of the players in the NBA that that deserves to be talked about more and should be getting more attention. And that that goes down to it. But when you have a player in any type of trade drama, almost for any team, it's definitely going to kind of overshadow whatever the team's doing. Now, win should be the thing that that means the most around the NBA, right? T- winning should mean the most. But at the end of the day, you got to look at it like this: uh, trade dramas uh, it, it it sells. Uh, you know, well, it gets clicks. It, it can, you can make articles built off of it. It gets the casual fans involved. It gets every almost fans of almost every team involved because they wonder, can my team be the one? Like, so I get it why it is, but I can't. I, the, I like you. I, I really can't wait until this is over with as far as the trade drama and we get to the to the resolution, just so we can just focus on the court and whatever's happening, good, bad, or indifferent. We can just focus on how this team is performing on the court because these players and the way that they played, albeit last night. Uh, to the side of that, that they deserve for that to be the highlight and what's talked about right now for the Chicago Bulls. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one is from Michael Korn. Hello, CEO Hayes. Um, I liked your yesterday podcast with the topic entitled um, Expectations, and I was thinking an example of that is I want teams to come in, especially to Chicago, uh, expecting the Bulls to like battle and uh, out-hustle them. Uh, too many times last season, and of course the first, you know, whatever, 19 games this year, uh, too many times, especially Cavaliers last year, they come in uh, and just watch their players, their attitude was like, we're punking the Bulls. And so I went to Bulls tonight to uh, kick the, uh, uh, I, I wasn't going to say that, but I, I just want them to like really pound uh, the Cavaliers um, and blitz uh, Donovan Mitchells, uh, just just keep blitzing and trapping them. I want to see the Bulls like just really uh, stuff them today. Anyway, uh, and we'll look forward to your uh, mailbags this weekend, and uh, hope and you're gonna be listening to the uh, post uh, the halftime show today. Hey, good one, man. Bye. Bulls out hustling teams. I agree with you, and it's it's good to have an identity. Now, unfortunately, it didn't happen last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now you left this before last night's game, but. It's unfortunate that we didn't have that then. But, yeah, the, the heart this team plays with, and the thing I always say is, like, that is what the city of Chicago respects the most. And so Chicago Bulls fans that have been around this team for long enough respect that the most. And that's why it was so good to see them perform that way over that stretch because that's what we want. That's what we deserve. That's what we want to see as a team that goes that just goes out there and fights. And, yes, luckily it was coming via wins as well. But that, that heart that this team played with, you can't deny that. And out-hustling other teams – that's how you want to carve out a name for yourself. And that's when people kind of circle you on your calendar like, hey, the Bulls may be below 500, but we got them on the schedule today. They about to make us work for it. That's what you want to see from this team. That's what you should want to see all up and down in sports. And so, yeah, the city of Chicago respects that. They, we love that. And hopefully it continues and they can get back on that track. Like I said before, there are always going to be games that happen during the season like last night, what happened to the Chicago Bulls. How you bounce back from it is the important part. Let's hope they bounce back from it well. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. 
This one's from Shay. Yo, Hayes, look, man, I know a lot of people have been coming to you with a lot of trades, and I have too, but uh, this is probably going to be my final idea. All right, look, I know the Bulls are looking to trade Zach Levine, and I got the perfect place to trade him to. Okay. I think we might need to trade Zach Levine to the Miami Heat for Jaime Hockey and get Jaime Hockey. Now, look, I know what you're going to say. Oh, he's a rookie. He's coming into his own. Don't do that. But I just want you to remember something. Remember, Precious Achua was their rookie also, and he was coming into his own in his first season with them as well. And what did they do? They traded him to the Toronto Raptors for Kyle Lowry. Now, unfortunately, that didn't work out too well, but I feel like this Jaime Hawkins and Zach Levine deal could work out good for both sides because, let's face it, Jimmy Butler and Ben Batabayo, they need a third option when it comes to score. And everybody, and everybody including you, has said Zach Levine is at most a second or third option on a championship winning team. And I think that if we get Jaime Hawkins, just in case if DeMar decides to leave, he you could put him next to Patrick Williams and everybody else. And then he's just steady coming into his own, especially with this young core that we have. Look, I know what you're going to tell me. Oh, Shay, that's, that sounds stupid as shit, but see. But still think about it. Kyle Lowry was traded for Precious Chua. I'm not saying Precious Chua is a star, but but I know for sure the Miami Heat would love to have him as a backup instead of Kevin Love and the rest of them other dudes that they have backing up Bam Adebayo. And I feel like it could help both us and them due to the fact that they need consistent scores and Jaime to be a part of our young core. Look, I know that this sounds stupid, but think about it. Jimmy can't carry them all by himself, and Bad by the Bio can only do so much. And I feel like Zach Levine could help them, along with Jaime Hawkins, helping us, you know, us getting some more draft picks. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. All right, here's the thing, Shay, and I know you made the comparisons. Shay, I always got to tell you, when you got to say think about it that much, or when you, like, you're not thinking, or you're, you're thinking too much, Jaime Hawkins is completely different than where Precious Achua was when the Miami Heat traded him. Tommy Hawkins right now is averaging 13.1 points per game, 50% shooting, and he's doing that all on 10 shots per game. Precious Achua, even since then, has not hit those efficiency levels. So, no, you're not getting, you're not trading Zach Levine. You're not getting Precious Achua back there. Now, keep in mind, the Miami Heat, even before seeing what Hami Hawkins was going to be, didn't want to include Hami Hawkins in a potential Dame Lillard trade. You think they're going to trade him now for Zach Levine after seeing what he's doing now out there? They always believed in the potential. That's why they drafted him. But, like, it, it's not the same. When you look at Preston Chu, he was averaging five points per game and playing 12 minutes for them when they traded him to the uh, to the Toronto Raptors. Hami Hawkins right now is averaging 28 minutes per game coming off the bench for them, averaging 13 points per game and t- shooting that at a 50% clip and 38% from three-point range. And he's doing that with three, uh, three, almost four rebounds per game, almost three assists per game, and one steal per game. Listen, they're not trading that, not for Zach Levine, and they're going to need that that defense, and they're going to need that potential. I think they may have even learned from the Kyle Lowry trade on why you don't trade young talent if it's not needed and you're not getting, like, that high superstar-type t- uh, talent back. So I hear what you're coming from, Shay, but I don't think it's a completely different situation, and I don't think there's any way in hell the Chicago Bulls are getting Hami Hakez back in a Zach Levine trade, even if he does go to Miami. But, hey, let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot. 
for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.